All right, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Jams Podcast. This is the 37th episode, and today's a very special episode, not only for the fact that we're talking about the Mandalorian season finale, but I would like to celebrate Trent showing up before Javier on Discord. Let's get a round of applause. Oh yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. That was an amazing, that was an amazing play move. All right. But other any anyways, um this was this was a very this was a very sad finale that made me tear up because I was watching it at two in the morning. What I originally had planned was to watch it on my computer, but then I uh, my computer cr- the site crashed and I couldn't go on the Disney Plus site on my computer. So then I had to log on to my PlayStation 4 and then watch it on there. And then at one moment I threw my phone across the room because I was angry. Why? Because the, the, um, the ending made me sad. And then like when I was crying during the end credits, the end credit scene happened and like I jizzed my pants. So, oh, uh, yes. All right, so let's start off this episode. Uh, okay, like I love this show, but I wasn't falling. Yeah, neither was oh, I. I was. Calm down. I was. Calm down. It was so sad. Hey, know, hey, like, no, RuPaul, how about you calm down for a second? You calm down. No. All right, so this Wait, was. How about you calm down? All right, so this was episode 16. It was called The Rescue, I think. Yeah. Sounds about yes. right. And so yes. this episode starts off with. Yes. Slave One, Boba Fett, basically. Dead people. We see him chasing an Imperial landing cruiser. And on the Imperial landing cruiser, he obviously has two Imperial pilots. And then they have the cloning officer, which we've seen in the majority of uh, the clone, uh, the Mandalorian. And so eventually, Boba, Boba Fett uses a stun on the, on the Imperial landing um, ship. And then they, they get on there. And so... They uh, car didn't jumps on there for a gun and so does the Mandalorian. And so one of the pilots, he's the most stern. He's not stern. He's just like, he's like the most neo-Nazi pilot. We'll talk about that in a second. He grabs the uh, cloning officer. He says that he's highly, um, he's highly uh, sought out by the New Republic. So that I, so that either means that the New Republic knows that he's cloning most likely, and that they're trying to do some cloning of their own, or. He's just somebody from the empire that they want to get rid of. So they might, they might talk about, yeah. So like a lot of stuff from this episode, I can see like being used in the new Republic show that Disney plus announced on Disney investors did. We still haven't done an episode on it, but we'll do it eventually. We'll get there eventually. But anyway, we get on there. And so the other pilot that's not keeping um, the doctor captive, he goes, Hey, 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 we'll we'll tell you everything. Just, uh, just don't shoot us or anything. And then the other pilot just shoots him in the back. We're like, well, okay. And then um, the Mandalorian goes, here, give me the doctor. The guy goes, no. A car dude just like pops give out for the doctor. Car dude just pops out for gun. She goes, give me the doctor. He goes, I see you have a teardrop right there, which is the uh, Republic symbol. He goes, yeah, I remember being on the Death Star. She goes, which one? And uh, he goes, I remember seeing Alderaan being blown up. And if you don't know who, where Alderaan is, that's where Cara Dune's from, but that's also where Princess Leia's from, the Princess of Alderaan. And that's remember Darth Vader blew up Alderaan in A New Hope, which kind of like was he, he did that to mess with Leia. So we see that uh, like a little like like tension breaker for Cara Dune. Totally he goes, 
you shoot, don't shoot me. He like he's like telling her, he's telling her not to, but he's kind of like forcing her to in a sense. And eventually, she just flats out and kills him. But and they t- they keep yeah. they kidnap the cloning uh, scientist. So that little like tension that we saw there, I can see that being used in the New Republic show. Like, there's gonna be like moments in the New Republic show where she does something. And then she's somebody's gonna go, hey, why did you do that? And she's gonna look back and go, oh, I regret doing that. Like it might come to that moment where she does something that she can't come back from because she acted on her emotions, which a lot of characters have done in this show, like the Mandalorian. And um, moving moving on, they they take the pilot and they go. We see them appear on another planet. I don't really know which mm-hmm. one this one is. But we see them go to a bar. There's a lot of familiar uh, species that we've seen before, and then we get to we get to the table and we see Bo-Katan and we see her friend Mandalore Mandalorian. But we actually don't see Axe Wolves. He's probably doing another mission or something, but I don't I don't really care for that. I I think the reason he wasn't in this episode is because there's a scene later where it's about like all the women like women empowerment sort of like some like like that like um. How they did an Avengers Endgame in that one scene, but I don't know. So basically, Mandalorian goes, "Hey, we need your help." She goes, "No." Bo-Katan goes, "No." Mandalorian goes, "Yes." They have the kid. She goes, "Well, that's a different story, right there." So how can we help you? But her name is Big Arms, okay. But also, but but also, she is a wrestler. Come on, man. But also, it doesn't really they work. Big Arms angry. That's a that's a bad decision. Also, it doesn't really go well because the Boba Fett, Boba Fett comes up and he's kind of a dick. He goes, yeah, we need your help. And they go, yeah, no, we're not helping you. We're not going to help you. We'll help Mandalorian, but we're not going to help Boba Fett. Racism. <laughs> yeah. They basically tell, they basically make fun of the, uh, the other Mandalorian basically mm-hmm. makes fun of Boba Fett. He goes, yeah, technically you're not a Mandalorian oh. at all, which we've seen like this controversy in Star Wars, but we saw Boba Fett in previous episodes actually tell us that his father was a foundling. So technically, in a sense, he is the he is a Mandalorian since he's basically an, um a clone of his father. So technically, but then they also get another dig at him by calling his father the sperm donor. They call him donor. I just found that funny. But if like him, and, mm-hmm. so Boba Fett and other Mandalorian get in a little fight, and Mandalorian goes, "Hey, cut it out! Come on, we got to save the child." And eventually they leave, but a cool detail is when they first landed on that planet, we can actually see Bo-Katan's ship. And the ship that's used is actually the ship that's been used in Clone Wars and in Rebels. I thought that was just a nice detail. But uh, moving on, we get onto the ship, and Bo-Katan's going over the plans of how it's going to work down when they find uh, when they get to Gideon's Star Cruiser. And the, the cloning officer is just sit, sitting there like, yeah, no, 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 that's not how this all works out. I don't know why the cloning officer helped him. He did. Like, they never said why. Well, he's been threatened, he's been threatened before with his life. Like, I feel like... How is that... He's still... He's either going to die from the Empire or die from the Republic. It's not a win-win situation for him on either side. He's going to die. I'm just pointing yeah. out the obvious. He goes, yeah. So, he's like, the Mandalorian's here. Your death troopers are there. And there's where the child's at. He goes, I'm done. I just sit back here and relax. And so 
They come up So they come up with an actually pretty smart plan. So in the middle of the Star Destroyer is actually where all the ships enter and leave. So like that's where the hangar is. This is unlike the other Star Destroyers, which we've seen, where they come out from below. But so like the plan is is that that Bo-Katan, uh, Finnick, and the other Mandalorian and Cara Dune on the transport ship that they took Love earlier. And then, oh, so so is Bo, so is the Mandalorian. But Boba Fett's back in Slave One, and he's going to be shooting at them. And so they're going to be acting like they're Imperial officers, saying, "Hey, I need to land." And so, so they're going to be causing a diversion, so that Boba, I mean, so the Mandalorian. Can, can we hold on a minute? What? What? Yes. When they were doing that, I was kind of wishing that Boba Fett just shot them. That would just be the end of it. Just like those shit blows up. He's like, oh. Well, technically, he technically he already did. Technically, he already did his job. All he had to do was get the Mand Mandalorian to the child. So technically, he did his job. Boba Fett could have just got a giant Sonic uh, bomb, which he used you know, I knew, I have in the last episode. Just blow him up. What? I will never die. I have a That's a joke. I drink out of it. It tasted nice. Awful. I think that's I think that's what you do with coffee. Sure there was like an old man's acid. <laughs> I'm, pr I'm pretty sure that that tastes like though. I'm pretty sure the point of a coffee I'm mug sorry, is to drink before. out of it. But Wait, yeah. Oh no. All right. Uh, moving on. Jack, moving on. Jack, that's not correct. That's illegal. You're illegal. You, All right. Tell me a law that. Moving on to so the Mandalorian. Act moving on. Uh. The plan actually works, and they end up landing in the um, in the hangar, and they get right in front of where like the Tie Fighters would uh, would leave out of. And the way that they showed us was really cool because we've never actually seen how it works on like other Star Destroyers. We just see that they just like fly out whenever they need to. But it was, I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool that we got to see like how they leave. But uh, it was like um, Star Tours basically at Disney World. It felt like you're on the ride. But anyway. The plan actually uh, worked, so yeah. it blocked any other ship from leaving, and also got them on there. So, like, as soon as they got on there, they just started shooting people. But the Mandalorian stayed behind a little bit. But I found it funny that Boba Fett just up and left. He's like, wow. "All right, I'm out." We see him later, but he just leaves. Yeah, he's just like, "What did he do during the time? Did he just like microwave a hot pocket?" No, no. <laughs> he went back to the bar and he got some blue milk. He's just like, he's just like. He's like just doing shots of blue milk. Speaking of hot pockets, I've come across a startling revelation. It's Star you Wars, baby Yoda hot pocket. You don't buy Yoda hot flavor. pockets. You buy cold pockets that you have to heat up. No, you buy no the one hot ever pocket. bought a hot pocket. No, no you buy hot pockets. Wait, That's wait. So my question is, is cold can, can I call somebody's oh, vagina a cold pocket? What is the definition pocket? of cold? Can, Cool is, hey, it's not really it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. My question is, could I call somebody's vagina a cold pocket then? Because, I, because I, because I, I would warm it up. I would warm, I, I would warm it up. I'm on my Flintstone gummies. I'm on my Flintstone vitamin gummies. You can warm. You can warm. All right. Anyway, so. They're, they're, the girls are doing their thing, and they're just shooting a bunch of stormtroopers. We get a cool sequence of that, and then we see that Moff Gideon. We see that Moff Gideon is in the top hangar, and he's seen, he's seeing all this. Remember, he's an IP, he's an IBC uh, or S officer. 
which is like a detective in the Imperial rankings. And so he's like really smart at everything. So he can plan everything out. He's like a shit. He's oh. like a Sherlock Holmes kind of. And so I'm pretty sure he kind of figured out because when bo was asking her when she was requesting the land, pretty sure he could figure out who her voice, what her voice was. And then, so as everybody, as, and he could probably see them when they're killing all the stormtroopers after uh, they, they, le- they left. So the Mandalorian eventually, like when they, eventually when the Mandalorian, uh, the other girls kill all the stormtroopers, Mandalorian sneaks off and he, he goes to where the death troopers are and he has the cloning officer's pen and, and his plan is he's got to go find them and he's got to like launch them into space. Okay. Step one. What happened incorrectly was that when he went to go do it, because remember Moff Gideon, like as soon as they are landing, Moff Gideon kind of figured, hmm, something's up here. And they have a two-minute stall. So keep that in mind. They had a two-minute stall to get uploaded and ready to go. And so these are robots because the original de- – this is the third-generation Death Troopers. And originally they used to be stormtroopers, but then the Imperial Imper- the Empire realized – but the last component that messed with it was the, la- the last weakness was the human part. So they decided, let's m- just make them droids. So the Mandalorian like went over there and like, they were like already functioning. I guess it was like at at least they had to be at least at 10 seconds from being ready. And as soon as he goes over there to turn one off, it like, like closes it. Like one just pops through and like pops his head through and he just comes out of nowhere. And then, like the door closes, obviously, because it's like a fail, like a fail safe door. This guy beats the living shit out of the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian did not even stand a chance. At one moment, he was punching his like punching his face into the um, into, yeah, into the wall. I partially thought this droid was like gonna like break his mask. I'm like, what the fuck? But then I remembered it's Baskar, and Baskar is basically unbreakable. It's like vibranium in Marvel comics. Uh, and it, it, the Mandalorian's just sitting there taking this, and he's just going deeper into the wall. And then eventually, like, he kind of gets back on his feet by throwing, like, his whistling darts at, at at the Death Trooper. So he gets to, like, hold back a second. And then he, like, grabs his spear and just, like, fucking, like, decapitates him. And so he goes over to the other droids and puts them out into out, outer space. And then now he's now he's looking for... um. Now he's looking for the child, so... Then we cut back to the other gals, and we see that yeah, they're like on this bridge area. It kind of reminded me of a New Hope of Obi Wan, so, something like that. It just, it just reminded me of a New Hope this episode. But so they there's Cara Dune and Fennec Shen, and then the Mandalorians are behind them. So the Mandalorians they just like go off underneath the bridge because there's like a section right here, a bridge, and a section right here, and it's just this bridge. There's like nothing else right here. And below it is like a blue ray shield to keep from outer space. So like if you fall off the bridge, you're gonna die in space. There's like no like railing or anything. I guess they like hide underneath the bridge, like um the 501st did in the Clone Wars the last right. season. I, I don't know. They they didn't really show it. And all these stormtroopers come out of nowhere and they're just like, all right, time to kill you. And like Cara Dune and Phoenix Sand just like start shooting them. And then, like, two more legions come out of nowhere on both sides of them. And then the two Mandalorians just come out of nowhere, like, from underneath, I guess. And they just fucking, like, kill everybody. And then a cool detail is when they knocked one of the stormtroopers off of the bridge. Remember, it has no railing, so it went off. And so, like, it was, like, like fasting fall, falling fast. 
to the ray shield. And then as soon as it hit the ray shield, it like slowed down and it lost its momentum. It's just like floating off. Because remember, you're in the vacuum of space. So you don't you don't go any faster because there's no gravity unless you're like near something. That's a different story. Like unless you're like near a sun and they weren't there just in space. And so eventually they get to the main hangar and they find um, all the Imperial officers. They kill them and the stormtroopers. They take care of everything and they turn off the defense mechanisms. And then Moff Gideon's not there. So uh, Bo, Bo Katan had told Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, at the beginning, like when they're coming up the plane, she goes, "Hey, don't fight him. He's mine, my dark, my dark saber, and I get to kill him. You understand that?" Mandalorian goes, "I don't give a shit. I just want my child." And that's that. That's like his emotion throughout this whole episode. He's like, "I don't give I a shit. I want the child. I want the child." And so. When when she says where's Moff Gideon, um, we go to the Mandalorian and he he goes he goes to the cell where the child's being kept, and then we see we see Moff Gideon with the dark saber. Like he like he has he has the dark saber just right there in front of the child. And remember we're making fun of the tiny uh, handcuffs, and the child's just like hi with the handcuffs. He's just like what's up. With the Mandalorian, he's like sitting there peacefully. As there's a like a lethal weapon just right in front of him, he's like, "What's up? Living a normal day out here." And so, they the Mandalorian and Moff Gideon actually have a little talk really quickly. He goes, he goes, "Hey, I don't." He Mandalorian, but uh, Moff Gideon tells him, he goes, "I already planned all this out. I know that your team has already taken over everything." Because remember, he's that detective officer I mentioned earlier. And he goes, I know Bo-Katan's up there looking for me, but I'm here because I know you're looking for the child. And I know you want the Darksaber. And the Mandalorian goes again. He goes, I don't give a shit about the Darksaber. Give me the child. You can keep the Darksaber. And Moff Gideon goes, oh, okay. He goes, that's fine. I already have what I wanted from me. He already has that blood. So my question is, where is that blood? Will we see that later in the future? Will that be in the New Republic's episode? Yeah. We'll see. And so, um, anyway, Mandalorian goes to get the child, and then Moff Gideon, like, walks away, and then he turns around, he's like, he, like, go, ignites the black saber, I mean, the dark saber, and just fucking, like, <laughs> I, well, I personally thought Moff Gideon, I thought Moff Gideon was gonna hit, like, a part where there's not Vascar, and just, like, fucking, like, just kill the Mandalorian, but I, I guess Bless not. Because... Because obviously, you know, obviously, why don't people just do that? Why don't they just aim for not, the part, the parts that it's not Beskar? Like, there, there's, there's shoulder plates, the chest plate. There's an arm, like a full arm, that you could like cut like, off. If he takes off his back, jetpack on his back. Literally, there is no armor on the backside of. Him. No, there, there, there is. There, there's armor. There's, there's armor on the back of him. There's armor on the back of him. I mean, like, like if you hit him near his crotch. You could like you could kill him, but no 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 he like hits him. He like I think he hits him in the arm. He's got so many weak spots. Man dies the crotch. But anyway, the speaking of crotch in the in Vascar, I found a photo of Boba Fett and Jango Fett armor, and they both have crotch protection. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're smart. Yes, they don't want it. They don't want to be. Hit in the light with a lightsaber in the balls. Pretty smart dudes right there. <laughs> exactly. But, but anyway, uh, we see the we see Moff Gideon strike the we see Moff Gideon strike uh 
the Mandalorian. And it's kind of like that representation of, remember Baskar and lightsabers? They're like co and co. It's like the yin and the yang. Not They can't out... They can't beat each other. They're like evenly matched. It was kind of like because he, he didn't have a weapon. He wasn't using his weapon, uh, the spear yet. He was like blocking everything because he was still in the in the cage. I mean the cell. It was like when a, when he was fighting Ahsoka earlier in the season. And so eventually they get out right in front of this a cell and like he flips out the fucking spear. Like go into the karate kid on this type of shit. Like fighting in the moth game. Thinks oh, I got the, I got this man. And then. What was actually pretty cool to see is that the um the light the dark saber it's a it's a unique blade and so like whenever it would hit the spear and like it would be locking and holding on the spear for a minute it looked like it would like it was melting it it looked like it was affecting the pure Beskar um spear but it like it didn't do anything it just heated it up like I was I was thinking to myself if he holds this on any longer will he cut it in half or is it just heating up because we didn't well, see Cause we didn't, yeah. Cause we didn't see that when the uh, when Ahsoka and the other person, I forgot what her name was. What was her name? The one who had the, the one that had the spear that was going to give it to Mando if he killed Ahsoka in a previous oh, episode. Or the uh, magistrate. Yeah, we when, when they were fighting, Ahsoka had her lightsabers and it never had the melting effect on the um, on the magistrate's spear, which is the same spear. But what was actually also pretty cool to see is that, like, a normal lightsaber, it's like a cylinder. It's like a full cylinder, but when it looks, when it, you get to the dark saber, it's flat. It's super flat, which is kind of cool to see. Because the dark saber is a lot more powerful than a normal lightsaber, which we've seen in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. And then we see the Mandalorian just fucking annihilate a Moth Gideon. He's like, this bitch fucking throws him into the wall he also gains the um the dark save which we'll talk about at the end and so um moth gideon starts chuckling we, we don't we, he doesn't really explain that he just got and then Ma, he starts messing with the mandalorian because the mandalorian had like the sphere right in front of him and then he decided not to kill him he goes oh you're not gonna kill me okay and so anyway we get to the hangar and he just throws moth gideon up on there like in shackles just throws him at uh bogaton and Bo-Katan's, like, pissed. Like, you can tell she's, like, fucking pissed. It's like when you get an F on your, like, a test, and you come home, and you don't want your mom to know, but she already knows. And she's like, Johnny, do you have anything to tell me? And you're like, no, mother. I know you got an F on your test. What are you Child. talking about? She's like, she was fucking pissed. So anyway, and so he goes, here's Moff Gideon, and then he goes, here's a Darksaber. And, like, the whole time, Bo-Katan's just like this. He just pissed, just... Just staring at the Mandalorian, and Moff, Moff Gideon just starts cracking up. He goes, "It's funny, you you did you, did you not know Mandal uh, Mandalorian?" He goes, "She can't take that because she didn't win it in battle, which is why she wanted to defeat him earlier." And this all like this all connects. I'll, I'll explain it at the end. She, she she he she can't take it because she didn't win it in battle against um against Moff Gideon. Because Moff Gideon won in battle against her, and he took it. Because whoever wins it in battle has rightful leadership to the um, the throne of Mandalore. And Moff Mandalorian goes, I don't give a shit about this. I have my child. Take the Darksaber. And she goes, no, he's right. Mandalorian's like, no, I don't give a shit. Take it. 
And then we see, like, some, like alarm goes off. And we see, like, all these fucking death troopers come out of nowhere. And they, like, come all the way up to, the, like, through the airlock into the ship. And they're, like, banging on the door. And so, like, everybody's ready with their guns. And then all of a sudden, we hear some music. Some very nice music. Refreshing music. And uh, we see one X-Wing fly into a hangar. I was kind of doubting this. I didn't want this to happen. I wanted it to be another Jedi. Either way, I, I was like pretty fucking excited. All of a sudden, yes. you see the one X-Wing land. Everybody already knows who it is when you see the one X-Wing. Mm-hmm. And then you see a guy in black, the giant silver belt buckle, the one black hand. And you can, like you see it from the camera view. You see a green lightsaber, and it, it's hooded, like his face is covered, but you know who it is. And this man's going full Battlefront 2 on these Death Troopers. He's at tier, he's like at level 182. He's one of those people that don't know what to do with their lives. And he's just slight, he, he's slicing through all these droids, all these droids. And it was like it was exactly like the scene at the, at the end of Rogue One where Darth Vader just annihilates the Republic officers. Because it's father like son, the scene is second. And then he finally, because he like he, he mimics almost every move that Darth Vader did. Throws him up against the wall. Instead of like crushing one, like instead of like choking one, he crushes a droid. Like he slices them in half. It was fucking crazy. There was like a moment where it's even dark and like he had knifed the lightsaber. It's like a map. And there was there was one moment where I was like, could 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 this be Ezra? And then I saw the lightsaber. I'm like. They're really doing this. And then all of a sudden, we see the two doors open up. And we, we just we just see him standing there peacefully. And he takes off his he take like as soon as like like the doors open, Moff King's like, holy shit. And so remember, I don't know how he got somebody's gun. He did, and he had like hit it earlier. And so he like grabs the gun, he's like start, starts to shoot at um before uh, the guy Jedi walks into the door. Like, shoot, sh- sh- tries to shoot Cara Dune. And then, no, he, he tries to shoot Bo-Katan. I thought he actually killed her. He did. I guess it was, I guess she, like, he shot her in the armor. I don't know. He, like, he was, he was, like, very antsy because he, because uh, he saw Jay's like, oh, shit, this was not a part of the plan. Because remember, uh, Baby Yoda talked to a Jedi on that scene down two episodes back. And we were wondering who the Jedi was. And then, uh, he like he shoots her, and then he goes to shoot everybody else. And like, there's like three people like having guns at him. It was like that scene in the office where it's like Michael Scott, Andy, and Dwight, and they all have like like finger guns, and they're all pointing at each other. Oh no! And so Moff Gideon even goes like this at one moment to go kill himself, and then uh, Cara Dune stops him, knocks him out, and we see the Jedi come in when the doors open. You see the hood, and then you just see it pull it off. It it was Luke Skywalker referencing like. Like father, like son. That's why he had a, a like same entrance scene as Vader from Rogue One. It, this was also like Rogue One because it was another actor that looks exactly like Luke Skywalker. I mean, Mark Hamill when he was younger. So I kind of have a theory about that. And um, where was I going? Oh, so it, it's a younger actor of Mark Hamill's face digitally added on there, and it's just like what they did with Leia in Rogue One. And so he goes, "I'm." He, he's just like quiet and he's just right there. And you see Baby Yoda going, ah? And the Mandalorian's like, 
he doesn't want to go with you. And Luke goes, he does. He's waiting for your approval. Remember, because he has a strong emotional connection with him, like Ahsoka said earlier in the episode. Unlike Ahsoka, Luke is willing to train Baby Yoda, even though he has that emotional bias. Unlike Ahsoka, because Ahsoka was actually in the Jedi Temple, like a part of the Jedi Temple and Jedi's. And she saw, like Anakin, saw what emotions did to Jedi's. Luke wasn't. He hasn't found out that Darth Vader... Well, no, he did find out that Darth Vader is his father. But he doesn't know how all that emotion works out. So maybe that's like a reason of the downfall of Luke's Jedi Temple that we've seen in the sequels. But the Mandalorian grabs Baby Yoda and he go, and he takes off his helmet... And he lets Baby Yoda see him and actually touch him. And he tells him, don't be afraid to let go. And he's basically telling him, hey, don't act on your emotions. It's okay. I can take care of myself. And Baby Baby Yoda looks at him. He goes, ah. And then the Mandalorian goes, um, it's okay. We'll see each other again. We'll probably see him in season three. Probably at the end, like, Baby Yoda saves the Mandalorian. I don't know. But anyway, we might see like a time jump, I'm guessing. Like, and so as as soon as Luke takes Baby Yoda, we see R2-D2 come out of nowhere and see the child. So he probably recognizes the child because he's been around with Yoda multiple times. He's like, holy shit. It's like, holy shit. And so then they leave. And we see one last panel at everybody in there. And then we look at Luke, who took the child, and he's gone into the sh- in the elevator, and it closes, and that's where it ends. And as soon as it closes, the door closes. There's credits. There's sad song. There's sad music, because when Luke appeared, there was the Force music, but now it's just sad music during the credits. It's like sad Mandalorian music. There's not even photos. For you to look at, like in the previous, like concept art, like in the previous episodes. And then just as soon as you think you're done, uh, we go to Tatooine because it's an end credit scene. Um, and we see that it's Jabba's palace. And we and it was it was just like Return of the Jedi, where we saw somebody in the staircase and they're like when you saw Luke coming down in shadow. You saw a Mandalorian shadow coming down. It wasn't the Mandalorian. It was Boba Fett. I know. It was actually Fennec Shan first. And she goes up and she goes, hey. She's like, she just like stands there and you just see the Mandalorian come down. And you're like, holy shit, what is going to happen? And instead of Jabba being there, because remember Jabba's dead. Leia killed him in Return of the Jedi. You see Jabba's um, right-hand man. Uh, what? Uh, I don't know what his name. I forgot. He's a twi- he's a twilight, but I forgot. Child. I forgot what his name Child. is. What was his name? Uh, um, he's the albino twilight. He's the albino twilight that we've seen before. Hold on, let me look for his name. But he, this guy's it's chunky. I th- I like. I think he's beat Big Chungus right here. This guy was fucking sick with like five C's. But anyway, the Mandalorian comes out of nowhere. I mean, Boba Fett comes out of nowhere. He just fucking shoots it. Like, 
he like starts talking, tries talking to the Mandalorian. He try, he tries talking to Boba Fett. Boba Fett goes, I don't give it. Like he didn't say anything. He just goes, he's like, I don't give a shit. Attitude. Fucking kills him. And Finnick Shan kills everybody. Kills everybody else because he left uh, the guy. He left a guy for Boba Fett, and like she lets one of the slaves leave. One of like the slaves that we saw in uh, Return of the Jedi leave, and then we see Boba Fett. His big cojones on this, the biggest cojones on like anybody I've seen in Star Wars, comes out of nowhere and just fucking sits on the throne of the Hut clan. This was like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? And then you just see Fennec Shan come out of nowhere. She, she just like sits on the right hand side. Boba Fett's like, I'm the fucking pimp now. It was fucking amazing. And then it go like it cuts to black and it goes the book of Boba Fett coming December twenty twenty one. So it's either actually a book, a show slash movie for Boba Fett picking up right here, or that's what they're going to call season three of The Mandalorian. So that was the finale. That was the finale for this season. I thought it was amazing. It was it was amazing. I had no problem with it, besides the fact they made me tear up. Guys, what do we think, Jack? What do you, you want to go first? Well, Boba Fett season, so. Yeah. Boba Fett season, okay. So we know it's a great. Yeah. We know it's great for you, Louie, What did you think? Thank you, Louie. I love that response. All right. Uh, I know Roland didn't watch this, so uh, I'm not going to ask you. Okay, Trent. What did you think about this episode? Uh, I think I think the ending was pretty badass when Boba Fett was sitting down on the throne. I know it was yeah. it was pretty. Yeah. Who, cares, who, who cares about Luke? Honestly, who cares yeah. about Luke? the cojones. The menacing music was amazing. It was amazing. I love the music in this episode. But you want to know a fun fact about this episode? What? Sure. Yeah. Not real. Yes. Was a dream. The actor who played, it was on acid. The actor who played Big Fortuna, who is the fat dude who's talking on Jabba's. Oh, that's okay. That's his name, Big Fortuna. Wait, does that mean Joe Boba's gonna be like thick now? <laughs> yeah, Boba has thick man. Wait, okay, Louis, Louis, what were you saying? The actor who played him, what? Uh, the actor who played Big Fortuna was Matthew Wood, who also played General Grievous in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Whoa, that was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, I saw another yeah, clue that one of the dancers in the back, one of the dancers in the background from this episode was actually the original dancer who reprised her role from Return of the Jedi. So that was pretty cool. Wait, so I'm gonna have a question. What's all like the boob armor? Like the boob armor? The boob armor? What? Yeah, boob. Yeah, the boob armor. What? Do you, what? Boob. No, boob it's, it's all over YouTube. It's the freaking boob armor. Wants the, wants the female Mandalorian have like a boob bar? Oh, boob yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It protects their breasts because um, guy Mandalorians don't have boobs and it's just like goes down. But girls have boobs, so like their armor's like kind of pointed out and it's like an added angle. I don't know where it is. All right, Javier, Gosh. Javier, what did you. Women aren't real. Hmm? Is this the Women matrix? aren't real, so therefore they don't need boob armor. I can hear you, Josh. What I've been living in a I've been living in a false world. Is this the Matrix? 
<laughs> Alright, Louie, what did you think of yeah. this episode? Oh, no, oh. I liked it. I was a little disappointed that it was Luke and not like Ezra or Cal Kestis. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It okay. Could have been like a whole entire new Jedi. It would have been the, the, the problem Jedi. that they have with this is that imagine how much fucking money it costs to get that CGI done for Luke. So I can see them doing one exactly. of two things. They either like cancel the idea, like in the new season, like it doesn't work out between Baby Yoda and Luke, and so they're gonna have to get a yeah, new Jedi, right. or they can just stick with the actor that they used to portray Luke with the CGI. That way, you don't have to spend so much money. You could just use an actor that um, looks like Luke. But the only problem is you might have a backlash like you did in Solo. So that's just that's just something you got to think about. That's just, that's just a risk you got to take. So we'll see in the new episode. Javier, what did you think about this episode? I thought it was actually, yeah. you know, it was all, it was really good, really kind of bland, you know? Yeah. Death Trooper, Death Trooper, I thought they were pretty badass when they came out. When they came out. He just came out, it was like oh, real, Snares. it was like Snares. real steel, it came out of nowhere and just yeah. fucking annihilated mm -hmm. the Mandalorian. They were, they were, did y'all hear the techno union music that played? No. What, yes. What about it? I was just, just asking if you heard it. I think I did, <laughs> but I was more concerned about the fact that Mandalorian's helmet was going to be, like, destroyed. But, exactly. Okay, so the one thing I wanted to talk about at the end of this episode, I'm not going to go too much de depth into it because this episode's kind of running long, but I wanted to talk about um, the fact how why Bo-Katan could not take the Mandalore the, the Darksaber. So remember, in Rebels, she took it, like Sabine gave it to her, but remember, there's the rule: you have to take it in battle. There were she never battled, um, she never battled Sabine. But I think the reason that she took it is that she was part of the old royalty of the Mandalorian, and she had a duty to her people. Because remember, they she had to unite the Mandalorians, and that's she's trying to fix um, Mandalore, which I think is going to be the main season for what the main plot hole. For not plot, plot hole, but like the main theme for season three, because the reason that they are making making fun of Boba Fett is because why why do you want to fix something that's already broken? The Empire broke it. He goes, "There's no point in it." And then that's when they go, "You're not even a real Mandalorian. You're you're you shouldn't be wearing that armor. You, you don't represent that armor." And that's why they're getting mad at him. But uh, that's I feel like that's where they're gonna go with season three is Boba Fett. I mean, the Mandalorian helping out with that because. The show was kind of getting predictable, Baby Yoda doing something stupid, and the Mandalorian having to fix it. But I think now that they have this new idea, it can actually bring some new spice to the show. And I think that would be pretty cool to see, like, spice. actual Mandalore. Mm. But uh, I think that her taking the Darksaber from Sabine was guaranteed, like, warranted. Because she needed to unite all the clans so they can try to take over Mandalore. But the problem is, her knowing that she did not rightfully win that... Like we saw, Maul won it in battle against um, Bogatan's original team, Death Watch, Pre Vizsla, who was voiced by Dave Filoni. I just want to give you a round of applause for The Mandalorian season two. The Pre Vizsla is not voiced by Dave Filoni. He's voiced by John Favreau. Same. That's what I meant. Okay, moving on. She Shout out, nerded bitch. <laughs> okay, so moving I on. Think, I think Ben Solo kills Baby Yoda. Yes. That that might happen. That might happen. I don't want that to happen. 
But um, anyway, but anyway, Bo-Katan knows that she didn't win that. And it felt even more because there was probably some falsy between the clans. Like for some of the Mandalorians didn't respect her because they know that she didn't win that. And then she just took it in a sense. But we know that's not exactly how it went down. And so what pushed it even further was that um, Moff Gideon like won it in battle against her. So he actually was the like rightful ruler of Mandalore for that time. And then when the Mandalorian went over there and defeated Moff Gideon, took the lightsaber, she's like, he, she, he took that chance from him, and now he, can, she can't. She has that. De- I don't want to say depression, but you get what I'm trying to say. She has that effect now that she never actually had complete rule over Mandalore. So that's. I feel like that's gonna, one random guy. I feel like that's going to be a main conflict in season three of the Mandalorian. So I, we're just going to leave that there. But other than that, I can't think of anything else in this episode to talk about. Pretty great I episode. Like <clears throat> I feel like she's going to come bad. Yeah, I, I can see that. Because she wasn't always a good character. She was a neutral character. We saw that in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll, mm-hmm. she will do anything. Like she's like, she'll do anything yeah. to get her mission accomplished. That's that's the type of character she is. So, Other than that... I, don't know. I swear, if I see her become a bad guy, I'm like, ooh. Interesting, a little bit interesting going on here. Just a little bit. I can see her becoming like one of the villains. Wow. Okay, so on that, pretty sorry for the long episode, but we'll be breaking down, I think, one Christmas movie. Uh, other than that, I don't know what else we're going to be breaking down. And we'll be we'll be getting ready to break down the new WandaVision show, which will be pretty cool. I think Marvel Legends, I don't think we're going to have a Fresh Hams update for this week because I'm lazy and it's Christmas break. But, um... Thank you again for listening. Go check out our previous episodes. Uh, again, I hope you have a great week. There's no Fresh Shams update this week. We might we might just do the Disney Investors Day episode. That will probably be a super long episode. Other than that, thank you guys for actually watching and coming out today. And um, other than that, can't think of anything else. Hope you have a great Christmas break. Well, I think we're going to put out one other episode on Christmas. Just saying happy Christmas, Merry Christmas and all that. But other than that... If you don't listen to that one, just have a great Christmas and a great break. Hope you guys enjoy it. See you guys.